1: Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with my friend Mark Sheldon who covers the Reds for MLB.com and Mark we are chatting on what is the last podcast of spring training so I feel really lucky that we're going to close it out in a strong way I hope but first and foremost how has your spring been? You're wrapping things up too. Are you ready to get back home and get things going?
2: Yeah definitely it's it's always nice to be out here and the weather has been exceptional this year, except for the first couple weeks when it was chilly for, for Arizona standards. But I think everyone, myself included, you know, misses their, their bed and their own familiar stuff and yeah. tired of traffic in Arizona. So it's, it's uh, definitely nice to, uh, to get back to Cincinnati and, uh, I'm, I will be looking forward to moving out there to, uh, get home.
1: All right. Okay. So we're going to start with a little bit of news and then we're going to wrap things up. So, the Reds made nine cuts on Thursday to bring that opening day roster into focus. And you wrote about this. So also Michael Lorenzen will be out. So you wrote about how the starting rotation could have shape. Now we could know who those five guys are. So tell me a little bit about what you see as the opening day roster.
2: Yeah, definitely. uh, You can connect the dots and the rotation looks like it's going to be Homer Bailey. Who's pitching today, and then it lines up to get him, he'll get uh, an extra day of rest, and that makes him kind of the unofficial opening day starter at this point. But then you have Homer Bailey, Luis Castillo, Tyler Malley, Sal Romano, and then either Amir Garrett or Brandon Finnegan, depending on how Brandon Finnegan gets through his uh, return. He's trying to build up his innings again after missing some time with a forearm spasm. And uh, if he's ready to take that first time for the fifth start on April 9th, it, it, it could be him. If not, it goes back to Garrett. And uh, we'll see what happens. And then the bench is starting to come into focus. They mm-hmm. they move some guys out that were uh, looking to contend. And now you have guys like Cliff Pennington and uh, Phil Goslin and Phil Irvin and uh, a couple others that look like they might get those last couple bench spots. And then the bullpen really is the one that's kind of still in disarray. Brian Price said there's maybe one or two spots open that has that haven't been decided, but there's still six guys that are uh, that are on the you know, in the contention that are still on the roster they have to make a decision on.
1: Yeah, you set me up perfectly, Mark. So position battles, that's got to be the bullpen. Who's aiming for those remaining spots?
2: So, well, the most impressive uh, of the spring of those guys that are left is, left is Kevin Quackenbush. He's a non-roster guy. He's been with the Padres the last four years. And he's, he's gone out and he hasn't given up an earned run yet. The uh, only run he's allowed was unearned, and he's just looked very good and, and very uh, – very much in command of, of his stuff, and and they really like what they've seen from him. In uh, a perfect name, if, if he could actually make the team, would be uh, Kevin Shackelford. Then you have Quack and Shack. Uh, <laughs> that might be a t-shirt down the line. He, he had a so-so spring. He started out stronger, and didn't end as well. Uh, he was on. He's on the roster, though. Then you have uh, a couple of the other guys that, that got sent out that were having decent springs, like Tanner Rainey. He got mm-hmm. sent out. You have uh, Cody Reed, who's uh, definitely rallied pretty well this spring after a rough year last year he's given up a lot of hits and his era isn't very good but they've really been happy with the way he's throwing strikes and commanding a slider it looks like he's got a very good chance of getting that uh that left-handed extra left-handed role. uh um, Garrett would go with possibly in the bullpen even with or without Brandon Finnegan being on the team they really like him possibly as a as a guy and he's had a fantastic spring so there's Definitely some guys that have stood out in this competition.
1: Yeah, I like Quackenbush. You wrote that he's kind of gone about business quietly and flying under the radar and putting up zeros, and that's what you got to do to earn a position like that. Switching gears a little bit, Mark, the biggest question mark entering this season for the Reds?
2: I would have to say, if it, I mean, the rotation is certainly something that we can we can delve into in a little bit. because I think we're, that's something we're also going to talk about, but I would say the biggest question mark might be the leadoff spot Billy mm-hmm. Hamilton has had a lousy spring mm-hmm. uh, hitting, and that's been something they've been really wondering about going in: is can he reach his potential as, a, as an offensive player? Can he get on base more? And he's been batting under 100, I think 150 this spring. And they really needed him to, to kind of maybe reestablish himself and say he is the guy. And now you, you wonder who's going to lead off the season. It, it, it might be Billy Hamilton sometimes. It might be Jose Peraza other times. And then they have Jesse Winker, who is an on-base machine but not very speedy, and it could be him sometimes. So I think how they're going to get the offense started, this is a, a, a deep lineup. Once you get past the leadoff spot, they have to really figure that out. And then, of course, if, if the rotation can pitch. And, and really, if the rotation can pitch, then things are going to look good. If they don't, then it's going to be a rough season.
1: Yeah, in order to contend, what what else needs to happen? Is there another X factor, or is there a player that needs to be counted on more than others to potentially be in the mix of those teams?
2: Yeah, they, they really need this rotation to be deep. They need Anthony Discofani to get off the disabled list. He's going to start the year on the DL with an oblique injury, and they need the him They need him really to get that injury right. When he's healthy, he's been the dependable guy that can go seven innings a start, and that's something they haven't had since he's been hurt. And last season, they really had a lot of guys that went five and died, and and that just was killing the bullpen. And I think if you have Anthony Discofani and Homer Bailey pulling their weight with innings, then they can really take a lot of the pressure off the young guys like, like Sal Romano and Tyler Malley, who don't have as much experience, who've been very impressive, but you necessarily don't want to have to force Tyler Malley to go eight innings because you're desperate for a, a long start. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if the veteran guys can pull their weight, it, it really will do a lot for the younger guys, and they really need you know Castillo and, and Romano and Malley to kind of take the next step forward. But they, they, I think the older guys really need to help them get to that point.
1: Okay. So Nick Senzel, when his name is mentioned, everyone kind of knows who this guy is. As far as top prospects go, is there another guy who stood out in camp?
2: Well, Senzel's definitely the the one, just because he, there were so many different factors involved, and, and he got to play shortstop, and that was uh, kind of the you know what they needed to see. But I, I would say there's there's been a couple guys that were that were pretty impressive in, in different ways. I mean Alex Blandina, who now has a chance to make the, one of the final bench spots, he, he's a guy that. Really, kind of worked his way into into consideration. He really pretty much lousy 2015 and 2016 seasons. Got himself back on the roster with a good 2017, and now he has a chance to make the team. Uh, a guy named Sebastian Elizalde, who is a, a non-roster guy, and he may have hit his way into getting a chance to to be on the bench. And even though he's not necessarily a prospect, uh, Brandon Dixon is, is a guy that got. You know, kind of the forgotten guy that, that came over in the trade that brought Scott Shebler and. Um, Jose Peraza for, for Todd Frazier mm-hmm. he's come out and he's he smoked four home runs he's hitting the ball hard every time he gets gets to the plate and he's played like four or five different positions he's not exactly a, a crazy defensive you know genius or anything like that but he can come off the bench and provide some pop and I think he may be the one guy that I wasn't expecting to make the team to make the team
1: there you go I like it so Mark you're wrapping up you guys are closing out spring training when do you head back when does the team head back
2: the team actually is going to uh, have a little pit stop on the way home uh, Monday and Tuesday. They're going to play a couple of games in Arlington against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be done uh, Sunday when they wrap up against the Indians, and I'll be heading home after that. Uh, so I'll have a couple of days in Cincinnati before opening day on Thursday.
1: Yeah, time to do your laundry, right? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Alright, Mark. Well, I wish you the best of luck this season. If you guys still need your Reds fix, you can go to Reds.com and check out all of Mark's work because it's going to be it's going to be an exciting season 2018 has a lot of good things in store for this team like Mark said if things can stay on track if that rotation can do what they're supposed to do and guys can stay healthy so Mark thank you so much for your time
2: thank you Danny it was great talking to you
1: all right with Mark Sheldon I'm Danny Wexelman thank you guys so much for tuning in